All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 23, the Jordan slash LeBron episode of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. I am Parker Fields here, as always, with my guy, Donnie Menke. And today we're going to be doing a Bengals midseason uh, report card today. We're going to be talking about the midseason and the Bengals season. They have played uh, nine weeks through the season. This is exactly halfway of the season, one game over halfway, but in terms of the full season slate, since they have their bye, it is halfway. Um, tell you what we think about our, our Bengals this year. Tell you the biggest surprises on this team. Tell you some of the biggest disappointments on this team. And just overall give you a feel of how we feel about the Bengals, how we feel about them moving forward. And, you know, just give you everything that you need to know with the Bengals season so far this year. And these are just two guys here, me and Donnie, who are passionate, passionate Cincinnati Bengals fans and Cincinnati sports fans. And uh, I know me and him are expecting a playoff push here to get into the playoffs because if not, we will be two sad, sad men at the end of this <laughs> season. So, uh, Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, do what you need to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go through a little bit game by game, though. The Bengals, of course, start off the season with a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that first game was just very disappointing. Very just awful. Joe Burrow threw four picks, just, had five turnovers. Just overall, just, just weird all around. Weird game, weird game. Um, after that, the Bengals, of course, went to Dallas to play the Cowboys, and the Cowboys just won a slugfest, real slow, grinded out game. Then the Cowboys kicked a 50 plus yard field goal late, won it, and uh, yeah, just another ugly loss for the Bengals. So they start off 0 2. And at that point, Donnie, we were in the dumps, weren't we? Yeah, we had, <laughs> yeah. Offense couldn't move the ball. They just the defense had had stepped up somewhat, but it was two losses that we thought we should have should have been wins. Exactly, exactly. It was a tough, tough couple of days there before uh, uh, the Jets game uh, for the Bengals fans. But at that Jets game. The Bengals, of course, pulled off a W against the Jets and Joe Flacco, a quarterback who we now know is a very good Jets team at the time. Yeah. We thought they sucked. <laughs> they were 1-1 one and and one at the time and then went to 1-2 and two after us. And then they didn't lose for four weeks. So yeah. tells you, th- th- that team's solid. And that was actually a pretty good win on the resume because I think, honestly, the Jets might be better on offense with Joe Flacco than they are with Zach Wilson. Yeah. I don't even think that's that crazy to say. Yeah, I, think I don't that's, think so either. Yeah, I think that's true, honestly. Um, after that, they had the big-time Thursday night football win in the all-white uniforms against the New York Jets. Or not the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, the infamous Tua Tagovailoa injury, the concussion thing and everything. That game, uh, the Bengals looked great that game overall, all facets of the game. That was a big-time W. We were riding high then, weren't we? <laughs> yep, and then Sunday night against the Ravens. Yeah. Justin Tucker kicks the game-winning field goal after, and it it would have been good even if it was the goalposts were six inches wide, like that. <laughs> like it it would have been it that was should have been a win too, but some terrible play calling on the and a goal to go situation really cost the shovel there. pass. The shovel pass, God, the shovel pass. But they did rebound the next week with a nice win in New Orleans in Burrow and Chase's homecoming. Chase said he got to hold it over some family members now that he got another win in the Superdome. Um, Offense looked great that day. Defense kind of got gashed. But 
know, against the Falcons, man, it all kind of came together. Like that was the most, the second most complete performance of the season. Yeah, I mean, that game was just insanity. Uh, Burrow threw for 481 yards that game. Um, looked like he was going to break the all-time record if the Falcons could actually air it out a little bit. But no, they decided to slow the game down and run when you're down 20-plus points, which is the stupidest philosophy of all time. I already ran it on Arthur Smith and his dumb play calling. Sorry for all you Falcons fans. Um, but yeah, that was a big-time win. Then we went into week, set, or week eight against the Browns on Monday Night Football. And that was depressing. That was very depressing. <laughs> that was extremely depressing. First game without Chase. Probably should have expected a worse performance in the offense from the offense that we got, but still didn't think it was going to be that bad. And the defense, just all the injuries that piled up that game. There was just it they really needed that performance against the Panthers, I think. Coming out yeah. of that one. And Miles Garrett completely just, like I said, he owns the city after that game. That was rough. Um, and then we did bounce back this week with a complete domination of the Panthers. The Panthers looked like the little sisters of the poor, um, looked like one of the worst teams in NFL history, looked horrible. But then they beat the Falcons last night, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a really ra heavy rain game, like, that's all the Falcons do is run, and they couldn't move the ball until the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly crazy. That seemed like that was the Falcons' style. Like, that was their game. For yeah, them. it should have been. It really should have been. It out, which is rough for them. Yeah, um, because they, they needed that. They needed that win. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly, Donnie. And then, uh, of course – We've had a lot of good players this year, so let's talk about a little bit about the Bengals player stats and everything. Um, let me pull them up real quick for you guys. Uh, Joe Burrow is third in the league in pass yards right now. He is at – let me pull it up. Um, computer's taking a while. All right, sorry. Joe Burrow is third in the league in pass yards right now with 2,535 pass yards through nine games. Does he hit 5,000 yards this year, Donnie? Because I think, honestly, I think there's a good shot he does. I think he almost has to with their backs with the second half of the schedule. Like, the Titans game is going to be tough, and their run defense is really good. You're going to have to be able to throw the ball. The Chiefs game, you have to throw the ball to keep up with them. The The Bucks have a really good run defense, too. The Patriots have a good run defense. The Bills are going to need to throw to keep up. And the Ravens, we already saw, like, the, Ra the Ravens, we already saw the run game works against them, so maybe not there. But there's a lot of games on this this back half of the schedule where they're going to need to throw the ball effectively to have a chance to win. Exactly, man. I think Joe Burrow's just ability to throw the ball down the field is really going to come in key throughout the rest of this season. I think he's going to have to get to 5,000 yards on the season for the Bengals to make the playoffs. He's at 25-35 right now, um, a little over halfway through the season. But they got a lot of games where they're going to be trailing a lot, and they're going to have to score a lot. So I think Burrow is going to get to 5,000 yards this year, honestly. And I think he will end up leading the, uh, the league in passing yards when it's all said and done. I'm not sure if he'll get that high, but, like, he'll come close. Like, I, I think He'd have to best Brady. Yards. Brady throws I think the ball he, he, I think he throws another 2,000 at least just because they're, he's going to have to. He's gonna throw yeah, at least, at least two thousand. Yeah, so he'll. He, I think he finishes top five at worst. The thing I do think you're leaving out a little bit on that is 
he does have the ability that not me. He he'll probably have a four hundred plus yard game in there. He probably yeah. definitely will have just a game where he slings it because that does happen from time to time. Yeah. So like, I um, think there is going to be an outlier game that boosts him. I think he's definitely at least getting like twenty three hundred yards the rest of the way because I think he'll possible. play all eight games. It's it's very possible. Um, I think that uh just the run defenses they're going to face and the pass offenses they're going to face, like either he's going to have to probably step it up another level yeah. to get there with, with the woozy being out on defense. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's very possible. He gets to 5,000. I'm just not sure I would be willing to bet on it. You know? Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, Joe Mixon, of course, 585 yards in the rushing game this season. Do you think he gets back to another 1,000-yard season this year? I don't know, man. That is the offense going to keep – is or, is the adjustment we saw against Carol, Carolina and the way they played the game against the Ravens, is that going to be like a thing moving forward, or are they just going to go back to how it was? Because if they keep that – if they keep the same – game plan that they did against the Panthers and yeah absolutely like we won't see that performance again because that was a legendary performance but more consistently yeah I think it's I think he can get a thousand yards I'm I'm gonna say he will just for the simple fact that there's gonna be an outlier game in there that I think will boost him up he's only gonna need on average 50 yards a game and he has the Steelers coming up which he historically runs the ball well against the Steelers I think the Bengals are going to control that game much better than they did the first time. Joe Burrow's not going to make his main mistake, so I think they'll be able to run the ball a lot. And I'm thinking the Bengals are going to control that game a lot more, and Mixon's going to have a big day that game because he's going to get a lot of carries that game, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. My worry is, like, he's got the Titans defense in there, the Bucks defense in there, and the Patriots defense in there. Yeah, those. And then, I mean, and th- that's what my thing those is. Are all I on think the, the outlier is going to boost him. Yeah, Th- those are all on the road, though. So, like, yeah, they, they, and they still have the Bills in Cincinnati. Like that. That's my only worry. It's just those run defenses are really good. Yeah, and then in the receiving game, you got Jamar Chase, uh, six hundred and five receiving yards through seven games. He, of course, hasn't played the last two. Uh, T. Higgins, five sixty four through pretty much seven games. Even though it says it's nine, he has only played a total of like 25 snaps in two of the games total, like combined both of those games. So I'm not really going to count those games towards his average, even though they tank his average. And then you got Tyler Boyd, 49 receptions, 537 yards. Do you think there's a shot all three of them get 1,000 yards receiving? Oh, yeah. If we're counting on Burrow getting to another couple thousand yards, I think so. I think they, they all hit it as long as they stay healthy. Yeah. Like, because we're talking about what they're going to have to do this back half of the season and what Burrow's going to have to do. And as good as Hurst is in the passing game compared to Uzama, as much as Mixon stepped it up and as good as Piran is, they're, the lion's share are going to go to those three guys. That's where mm-hmm. the lion's share of the targets are going to go. Like, I think it's almost impossible. If we think Burrow's going to hit close to at least close to 5,000, I think they all three end up with 1,000. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. I do think that they're all going to get 1,000 because Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are going to have probably at least one more game where they're going to get the majority of the targets, and I think that's going to have them above Chase and yards by the time Chase gets back, and then Chase obviously will be able to make up for the lack of yards in those final seven weeks or so or six weeks because – He's Jamar Chase, so <laughs> that's why I think he'll he'll be able to get 400. If you give him six games, he'll get 400. 
Yeah. Is what yeah, I thinking. agree with you on that. It he he's just he's Burrow's guy. He has 74 targets in seven games. That's like yeah. 10 and a half per game. That's that's a really high target share. It's really really hey, high volume. Yeah, that's just that's crazy, honestly. That's a great <laughs> that's a great yeah. rate that he catches the ball too. It's a good rate too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like he's got um he's got and he's got 13 yards of catch still, which we knew that'd probably come down this year, but he's still got big plays, still six touchdowns in seven games and six hundred and five yards. Like Chase will get there. If he pl- as long as he plays, he'll get there. Higgins, yeah. Higgins, I think is is a good good bet too. My only worry is Boyd being getting consistent enough looks. But I think he yeah. will because of how often they're gonna have to throw the ball. Yeah, I think if one falls short, it will be Boyd. But I think Higgins and Jamar, I would bet that in Vegas in a heartbeat. Like I would bet Higgins getting to a thousand as well. Because I think one of these games against the Bucks or Chiefs, like when they just got aired out, Higgins is going to go crazy. I have a feeling. There's oh, going to yeah. be a 150-plus yard game by Higgins. Because he has, he really hasn't yeah. had that one game yet where he just went crazy this year. And he had a few last year that helped him. Yeah. But he's been he's been more consistent this year. Yeah. I could, he, he has been. Um, I could see it being the Chiefs game for him this year. For being honest, yeah. I think they're, they're so scarred from Jamar's. Yeah. yeah, so scarred from Jamar's Higgins game might last go for year. <laughs> yeah, so Higgins might come close to Chase. Like it's um, <laughs> I think you're right. He'll have that explosion game in there somewhere. Richard um, Richard uh, Richard Sherman did say on his pod when he had Mixon on, he was talking about. He said Jamar Chase gets all the attention, but he was like, I think T Higgins is a top five to ten receiver in the whole league. He said. That dude reminds me so much of young Randy Moss. It's crazy. That's some bold words Those from somebody who doesn't show much respect to people. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> that's a pretty good person to have say something like that about you, though. Because, I mean, oh, yeah. he's borderline Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame cornerback. And, I mean, the oh, best corner from his. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just the longevity. It would be the only question in my uh, that, for him. That's fair. But, but yeah. um. I agree with him on Higgins. Like that dude yeah. can go up and get some jump balls. Like he is really good at that. Yeah, exactly. And if you just give him a shot one on one, he's coming down with it eighty percent of the time one on one. Yeah, <laughs> he's just got he's got he's tall. He's a he's athletic, so he can get he can jump high, and he's got big strong hands. <laughs> like that yeah, dude, his hands are one of the large, one of the biggest at at the combine, didn't he? Yeah, I love watching him catch the ball. He doesn't catch anything with his body. Everything he yeah. and I, I can tell because I mean he he idolized. He grew up a Bengals fan, and AJ Green was his favorite player in football growing up. And then they got to play together for one season. I can tell he learned a lot from AJ Green in that one season because you know how AJ Green catches a lot of stuff with just with his hands. Like he doesn't yeah. let it come to his body much, and you can tell that with Higgins unless he has to. He catches it like even on slants and stuff. Higgins catches it out here, everything. Like he does not let stuff get into his body, and that just tells you how strong of hands he has. Yeah, like, he catches almost his hands are as sure-handed as it gets. Really, he's got great hands. Yeah, that catch against Baltimore last year in oh Cincinnati before, right before half. That yeah, that and the catch against the Chargers for a touchdown last year in Cincinnati. The catch up against those, the Browns. That's a all you need to ago. see. 
the, the one against bright the spot against yeah. the Browns game was he mossed their corner. He mossed him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's why I don't necessarily disagree with Sherman. Like I think he's I think he'd be a wide receiver one on like ten other teams. At, I at, think or well, not I think at, way more than I think only ten he teams. Be he wouldn't a wide be a receiver. Like, yeah, he wouldn't be a wide receiver one on maybe ten I, other teams. You think Joe or you think Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want this guy Aaron right now? Aaron Rodgers would love T. I know Chicago by the way, Chicago fans, y'all need to chill out. They're not trading for T. Higgins. I'm tired of yeah, seeing I've that on my timeline. That. Tired of why seeing that. Why would the Bengals, first of all, even but, if the Bengals were going to not pay him, why would they trade him right now in year three when he's exact, this good yeah. and they're trying to make another run at the Super Bowl? Why would they do that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I get it. I'd want T. Higgins, too, if I didn't have him. Yeah. Um, The one thing we didn't cover much, but I will say – we really haven't talked about this year. We talked about it a little. Joe Mixon has taken a crazy step in the passing game this year. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, going to shatter. He's almost at all his career highs. He'll break them like yeah. this game, this next game. He's yeah. going to end up this year on pace for like 75 receptions and like 600 yards, oh, 550 yeah. yards. That's great. That's a great year from a running back in the receiving game. He's taking another step yeah. in the receiving game. He's already got 50 targets, which is more than Boyd and Hurst have. So far yeah. this year, like that's he's on he's got 38 receptions, which is the same as Hurst and one more than Boyd. Boyd is just insanely efficient with his yardage this year. But mm-hmm. Mixon averaging two seven point two yards a catch with a couple touchdowns. He had that big slip screen reception against the Panthers like that. He's absolutely shown stuff in the receiving game. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's. Taking a step down this year in his running efficiency, but taking him definitely a step up in his receiving game. Because he's never been yeah. the Kamara, Christian McCaffrey type back. And he's not on that level, or Eckler, but he's not on that level. But he's definitely uh, on a higher in the receiving game than he was last year or any year in his career. Like, he's definitely taking a step up in that area of his game. Yeah, and I think – Part of it is the defenses taking away the big shot plays from Cincinnati, so they kind of have to uh, throw it underneath to him, but he's absolutely made the most of it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. So we're nine weeks into the season, like we said, mid-season here. What are your biggest disappointments of the season so far? Um. Jonah Williams, to be completely honest, probably the biggest disappointment because he has, he didn't, not only didn't improve, he got worse. It looks like, and he's allowing like a sack a game. Like that's his pace. You can't do that as a left tackle. And they already picked up his option for next year. So he's on the team because it's fully guaranteed. They're not cutting him. Mm -hmm. And he like, the other people on the O line have had their struggles. Like their Corey Olson has definitely looked like a rookie at times, and it's taken time for the three veterans signed to gel. But they've all progressively gotten better. Like you've seen improvements. Volt Williams just—I haven't seen it. I really haven't. I agree with you. Jonah Williams has really struggled this year. Really, just—he hasn't stepped up like we would. He hasn't improved throughout his career like we would expect from him. Um, but in terms of surprises, like good surprises, there's really not any, if you really think about it, maybe Cordell Volson, he's played a lot better probably than you'd expect from a rookie and especially a later round picked rookie. And, um, I'd say him, 
but there's really not like the guys who we knew were going to be good have been have done what they we thought. I mean, Mixon hasn't been as good, but it's not like he's been like worst running back in the league or anything. Completely yeah. falling off. Like he showed last game. Now this was before last game, but literally that game he played so freaking good. You were like, okay, only like five, maybe eight running backs in the league can do that. So we we're like, okay, yeah. he's not falling off a cliff completely. Yeah, I'd say maybe um, Akeem Davis-Gaither is the best surprise yeah. because really he's really stepped many, up with though. the linebackers out. But, yeah, like we knew Hayden Hurst would be better than Uzama. There's been we no, knew like, that Chase would be Chase and Higgins would be Higgins. position, like step-ups yeah. that like you really notice every play and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Akeem Davis-Gaither has been really good in the linebacking core, really taking a step up this year, really helped out when Logan Wilson was out and everything. Yeah. But there's just – yeah, there's not there hasn't been many like surprises this year, I'd say. Yeah, there there really hasn't. The yeah, it's mostly just kind of disappointments like Jonah Williams, and then we we're hoping for some crazy play calling, I guess, coming out of this offseason with <laughs> this revamped offensive line. It hasn't materialized yet, but it's been getting better. You know, it's week. yeah. The defense has gotten better, which we were hoping for, but it's gotten better probably yeah. than we I'd say that was a surprise. Too. I'd say yeah. that's a surprise. I mean, our defense is a lot better than the numbers even state because we do give up a good amount of yards, but a lot of times it's because, like, in these games we've been blowing out, like the Panthers game and the Falcons game, they got a lot of garbage time yards. Like, we really have been stiff with giving up points, which is really nice. Yeah, it's very much a bend don't break defense, it feels like. Um, yeah, so but that's part of why they've given up those. Yeah, it's part of why they've given up those game-winning field goals, though, against Pittsburgh and Dallas and Baltimore. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. The, the Steelers one doesn't happen if Deontay Johnson doesn't make the best catch of the year. That, that <laughs> might not even be the best Steelers catch of the year. Pickens against the Browns. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that catch. That's true. But definitely the best catch of the day. Best catch I've seen the Bengals in a Bengals game this year, for sure. <laughs> I'd Chase would have so. topped it though if he would have come oh, down yeah. and bounced on that if touchdown. They, yeah. 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 But um, um yeah, the Deontay Johnson got that in the you know five turnovers and the long snapper getting hurt and 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 <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna see your what's your grade for this team? Give them a midterm report card. What is your grade overall? Give me offense grade. Defense grade, special teams grade, and then an overall team grade. I want to hear that. Uh, relative to expectations, I yeah. give the offense like a C. Like they've yeah. been fine. They took a little while to get going, but when they when they're high, they're high. Like they have scored. They've scored 42, 35 you know what 30 our rankings in are? the last four weeks. Do you know what uh, we're ranked like total offense and points per game and everything? Um, that I'm not sure. Okay, I just didn't know if you if you don't have it right there, that's fine. I was just wondering just if you had it right. Re pulled up. Re relative to expectations, yeah, I'd say that's a C, like maybe a D, maybe a C minus, like because they looked a little worse. I think I think we D is low. For. I think a D is low. I I'd say C. Yeah, is no, like overall right. because they're, I think two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're tenth in offensive yards per game, so like they're still good. Still top they're, half, but. Yeah, they're still top ten. It's just we were hoping could be for better. like a top five unit. Yeah, that's why I said maybe C minus, just because we were hoping for a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah, but they have they have improved. Like they've scored thirty points three of the last four games. Like that's definitely a step up. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I would give the offense uh, definitely a C. I think they've been okay for the expect expectations. Like they haven't been that much worse or like terrible or anything. I don't think you can really go below a C or a C minus though, because like it's still a top ten offense. I mean, I know people yeah. are expecting top five, but like if a top ten is a C, what's top five? A B minus? Like, <laughs> like so? Like I don't. I'd say yeah. And I, I don't think you can go lower in a C, C minus. They're still and they're sixth in points per game, so like they're they're efficient when they get those yards. Yeah. They just. That's why I was very relative to expectations because if you're talking relative to the league, they're B plus A minus. Yeah, I'm talking to expectation. Month. Yeah, to expectations, it's about a C. To the rest of the league, probably B plus is where I'd settle. Yeah. What about defense? I would give them an A minus. So far, that's probably going to go down with a Wuzier being hurt, just because he's yeah. such a good cornerback. That's going to hurt. Um. It's just they they've helped down some really good teams like the, that Jets offense. They held at twelve points. The Dolphins like Teddy Bridgewater played better than Tua. They still only scored fifteen. They held the Ravens to nineteen. They held the Falcons to seventeen. And before garbage time, like they had, they totally shut down the Panthers. Totally yeah. shut down the Panthers in that first half. Like they benched PJ Walker. It was that, that was that was, <laughs> was one of the biggest bad. dominations ever. Like I don't even think I don't even think they benched PJ Walker, like because they thought Baker was just gonna. Be, I think they benched him just because they didn't want to let his confidence get that low going into the next game. If they, yeah, because they knew they were gonna start him still, even because Baker played great, but he still didn't start. So that tells you pretty much they were still definitely going with PJ no matter what Baker did. Oh yeah, unless unless he came back and won the game, then I'd say. Yeah, I mean the Bengals had more points than the Panthers had yards at halftime. Like that's yeah, just so that's just complete and utter domination. There's no other way oh to describe it. Oh my god, that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Horrible. They had, in the first half, it was 35 points for the Bengals and 32 total yards for the Panthers. I, I, I'm gonna go A for the Bengals defense. Like so far, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's gonna drop, but so far they've been great compared to expectations. Like the lacking unit has been the offense in games. They might not be as high ranked up as the offense, like overall, but that's because the offense has a lot of outliers, like just explosions. But they have a lot of bad outliers too. The offense, whereas the defense has just been solid, consistent. You know what you're going to get from them all year long, and that's yeah, where I think they've been consistent. The offense only, has not been consistent. They've only allowed more than uh, twenty points in regulation twice in eight eight yeah, games because the Steelers went to overtime. And, and the, the Panthers, Steelers, they, the one Steelers, of them's the, the Panthers. Defense, Come on, yeah, one of them's the Panthers. <laughs> but um, oh wait, no, the Cowboys game was was regulation too, wasn't it? Dang it, okay. that was wrong. Ignore more, that. <laughs> more but, than twenty. You said more than twenty. You didn't say twenty. Did you say twenty oh, yeah. or more? More than twenty. More than twenty. Okay, so okay, then you're fine. Yeah, but still, in that Steelers game, the defense didn't even allow the twenty because Burrow threw that pick six. Yeah, exactly. So that's so. Yeah. They they held the Ravens under twenty. They held the Dolphins and Jets under under sixteen. Both of them, like the Saints, mm -hmm. the Saints got some lucky plays to to gash that defense. But they just still. we couldn't stop Taysom Hill. Yeah, we literally just, we Taysom, Hill. Taysom Hill. And Taysom Kamara Hill. was cooking us too. Oh yeah, he he was huge in the receiving game for them. But the Panthers won. Yeah, technically they allowed twenty one in regulation, but. You know, the game was over at halftime. They don't really care exactly <laughs> about that. So then, last thing of special teams. What do you what do you grade them? 
D, I guess. Maybe maybe D. Like they haven't been great this year. Yeah. Like they they're not returning any kicks, and that's not really their fault. But McPherson, like a lot of this is Clark Harris getting hurt too, but McPherson hasn't been been fantastic this year. He's he's still he's still good. He's still at least an average NFL kicker, even with this setup. But he's missed some extra points and some field goals. Huber has been maybe the weakest part of the team, besides maybe the offensive line the first few weeks. They just like Huber's been bad enough. They're considering replacing him after the bye. Yeah, like that's how bad it's been, and he's a crucial part of that field goal operation, that extra point operation. Like they. Like he has to be bad for that for yeah. them to consider this switch mid-season, the, not even in the off-season. Mid-season, you got to be horrible. The weird thing though is McPherson's still money from fifty plus. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't get it with him. Sometimes. Fifty plus, he's it's four like, for four. If he if it's far, he's money. He's struggling yeah, in the wild. forty in the forties range is where he's struggling. Yeah, yeah, that's where he's definitely struggling. He just. I think part of it is he doesn't still still doesn't totally trust that the snap's going to come in where it should. So like he's a little hesitant Maybe or he's he's too over, cocky overpowering now. it. All that hype got him too cocky. He just partied <laughs> all off season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go ask his wife. He about has too that, many women. I'm not now. sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't give them. They've probably been the weakest part of the team. All they, right. They, and then, they cost they cost the Steelers game. That should yeah, be a win. They did. They did. That should be a win, hundred percent. And then um what's your final prediction for me? What's your or what's your overall grade for the whole team? To uh, uh, expect relative to expectations. C plus overall. Like the yeah. offense took a little bit to find its way, but since after the first two weeks, the offense has scored 27, 27, 17, 30, 32. 5, 13, and 42. Like, that's good. You're going to have some clunkers in there in a 16-game season. But, like, since those first two weeks, they've really stepped it up. So I'm willing to go relative to expectations as a C plus. Um, In general, a B still, because even though they're 5 and 4, they're still a real threat, clearly. Like they're, yeah, exactly. They're, if they can catch a heater again at the end of the season, like, or if – or if Josh Allen's hurt for a while, like they can definitely, you know, they can be the second best team in the AFC. That's all you need in the playoffs. You just need a chance. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think people are gonna fear this team in the playoffs. Like seriously, I'm uh, Joe Burrow. He plays better when the lights are the brightest and when the game's on the line. He really does. McPherson showed last year he has ice in his veins when he's kicking. <laughs> he don't yeah. he don't get scared. You could tell uh, of the moment. The defense stepped up, made big plays. I know right now they're not the best team, but people are going to fear this team because one thing about the postseason, and this is why I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles, I would not be surprised. I'm not going to say they will. I will not be surprised if they lose in the first round or the second. They'll get the bye probably. I won't be surprised. I feel as if a lot of people I've heard talk about this won't be surprised either. When you don't, they're not a team that's going to be able to be capable of coming from behind, really. And the playoffs, like, it get, it gets a lot. You got to be able to come from behind in the playoffs and battle back. Like you're not just gonna roll over these teams. And I don't see the Eagles have had an easy schedule this year. 
But off the Eagles, I think the Bengals are that team that can come from behind in any situation. And I think that's why people will fear them because any lead is not going to be too much for them. It's the same kind of thing with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Whereas Josh Allen, you look at – he struggles in close games a lot of times. The games like he pulls out and wins, are the, they don't usually win those close – Grind out games. They did beat the Chiefs, but a lot of times they struggle in those close games, and they win the ones where they blow teams out. Yeah, that's true. And I think the I Bengals just, are suited for close battles. I just, man, I think that the Eagles are like definitely a top two team in the NFC. Like they're only behind the Bills in point differential. I, I don't care. I don't care what the. I don't think they're gonna make the Super Bowl. I'll say that. I would put. I would put money on that. I don't think they're making the Super Bowl. Keep it on record. <laughs> I will. I will. I keep that on record. I don't think they're making the Super Bowl. I did see something, though, about Tom Brady, and it really is kind of scary to think about him facing G- <laughs> Daniel Jones and the wild card to then Gino or Jimmy G to then whatever one in the <laughs> to make his, the Super Bowl, which is just like, I mean, honestly, though, even if the Bucks roll in at eight and nine, are you gonna pick Daniel Jones to beat Tom Brady in Tampa? I'm not. No. Yeah. Because I, I didn't <laughs> exactly. win this. I didn't win the Commanders. Did it with Heineke. Yeah, but I'm. But ago. I'm saying no. But I'm saying, like with the Bucks as an eight and nine team and the Giants at twelve and five or thirteen and four as a wild card team, are you gonna yeah. take them to beat Tom Brady? I'm not. No. <laughs> I, no. I wouldn't do it. No, but I would take I, the Eagles over the Bucks right now. Oh, I would too. I'm not saying that, but I just think, I just think I don't trust this Eagles team 100. They've, they've had a clunky dud of a schedule. Like seriously, they really haven't played many teams. They, I know, but like you can only play the people that are put in front of you, and they I are get, dominating. I get that. But look at me, look at what happens a lot of times when teams have a bye first round. Look at the Packers the last couple years. Yeah, but the only they a lot faced, of the time this happens. They faced two playoff teams so far, and they beat the Vikings by seventeen, and they beat the Cowboys by nine. Like that's Cowboys like, by nine with Cooper Rush, though. They look. That's they'll still beat them even with Dak healthy. I don't know. I they don't know. Will. I might take the Cowboys whenever they play again. That's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I might take the Cowboys. I'm, I'm not saying the Eagles, the Eagles aren't really freaking one. good, but I just don't think. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. Right now they are, yes, but I don't think by the time playoffs come around, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl this year. I really don't. We'll see. Just, that's we'll see my gut that feeling. All right, we'll we can see. stamp this down. And then <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. If I lose, I'll take the L on it. But I just – I'm I'm going to – I think what I think, and I don't think they're going to – I just really don't trust them, honestly. They feel like a classic – like. They feel like the like one seed Atlanta Hawks to me. That's just kind of what they feel like to me. I just feel like when the playoffs roll around, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. I can't go that far. They're, I, I would, <laughs> the twenty fifteen Hawks. I, com- comparatively, I would put the Hawks below almost any one seed. The twenty fifteen Hawks. They won a yeah. lot of games. No, the Celtics twenty seventeen were worse. The Hold Isaiah up, no. Thomas. No, 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 no. Yeah, yes. they smoke that Hawks team. I'm telling you telling you they you smoke think? that hawks team yes okay 100 i don't care if it's a homer take i'm 100 <laughs> on it i'm 100 on it 10 point dub on the Bengals all day since a sports podcast right here <laughs> talking 2017 <laughs> playoff hoops the celtics fan got heated at that 
Hold up. <laughs> That's the most. Hold up. <laughs> he got pissed at I that. I will die on that hill. The 2017 nah, Celtics seriousness, were better than the 2015 I do think Hawks. The, I do think the Celtics would beat that Hawks team. I'm, I'm giving 10 points on a I neutral do. floor. Book it. Oh, I don't I don't know about that. I don't know Book about that, but it. I think they'd win. Book it. I don't, you think they'd like sweep them? I don't think so. It would well, be like Al Horford six. cancels out Al Horford. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, Isaiah but Thomas, Isaiah Thomas I think smokes. 2015 smokes Al Horford was better, though. 2017 was better, no. What? Okay. 2017 was better because he was you in got, an actual defensive prime, system. You got prime all-star Paul Millsap. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was on that team? Uh, Kyle Korver and Jeff Teague. And then Easily Damari Care, And then Damari Carroll and Jay Crowder. I feel like they pretty much are were the same player at that time. Demar Carroll and Jay Crowder at that time were pretty much the same player. I'm, I'm just taking three the Celtics. And D wings. Taking the Celtics because Thomas <laughs> smokes Teague. Thomas. I don't even know what was that Hawks team Teague. even good at. I hardly remember. They just like how everything. Well they were just good at. They were just decent at everything and bad at nothing. Yeah, but then once the playoffs came around, LeBron just dicked them. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have anybody close to LeBron's level. But yeah, I mean. Way even without topic. Kyrie, even without Kyrie and Kevin Love, this is way off topic, but I know people care about basketball too, so it's fine. It's fine. It's the end of the podcast. If you're still listening, you're a real one, anyways. So, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals grade as well. About a B, B plus. I think they've been okay overall as a team. Yeah, compared to the like, they still have the fifth best point differential in the NFL, even with yeah. that drubbing in Cleveland. And you they know if they go six and three, good. the if they go six and three, or six and two, or five and three, whatever, the five and three, they'll get in the playoffs. They'll get in the playoffs. Yeah, five and three. I don't think the they'll win they get to, I don't think they'll win the division just because the Ravens have like the easiest in. schedule in the NFL left. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ten and seven should work. And I don't think the Bengals mind going on the road. Really? No, they did it twice last year. I will say they though, won, they won in Arrowhead. You Down. can quote me on this. You can call me a homer, whatever. The Ravens are first round exits. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I think they're first round exits. I, don't think I think if the good. Bengals get, say the Bengals got the top wild card and they're the fourth, the Bengals are beating them in the playoffs. I will, I would book that. Any, I don't think that Ravens team is built for the postseason whatsoever. The two times they've been in with Lamar, they just got absolutely clapped. Last year, they didn't even get in. I, I really don't trust that Ravens team in the postseason at all. That's I just – I don't think they're – because I don't think they can pass the ball from behind. If they get behind, I think it's over. Like, seriously. I, especially with Bateman out. We talked a yeah, lot about Lamar. Tough. I think Lamar's improved as a passer. I think that pass game is horrible. I just don't think it's a good coached pass game. I don't think they have the receivers. And if I'm Lamar, I would – this offseason like demand a top receiver if they resign you like I like he needs a star receiver he just doesn't he hasn't had one I mean they traded the one guy that was close to that so he has Andrews but like Andrews isn't Travis Kelsey he's good and the in the red zone yeah he's just as good as anybody he doesn't break tackles or move like Travis Kelsey you can't just throw Mark Andrews bubble screens and have it go 20 yards <laughs> yeah oh yeah like if if they franchise tag him, if I'm Lamar, I'm saying go get me somebody because this is not working. Like Mark yeah. Andrews is really really good. He's really really good. Bateman is solid, but you need another. You need another dude. You just they do. don't have star power on that team. They just don't. I don't understand how. Yeah, Lamar and Andrews are about it. 
Yeah, defensively, I mean, maybe Marlon Humphrey, but he hasn't been Roquan. great this year. Roquan. Oh, yeah, they did get Roquan. But still, I mean, I listened to this. Paying a first rounder for a linebacker is like really kind of great. It was a second. A second. Okay. And even that, like, is kind of like linebackers are a lot. They're they're one of the least important positions, like on a defense. But I mean, it still is an all pro level player, a second team all pro level player. But that's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much that's really gonna affect the whole team. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. And I don't know. I how forgot there was a fifth round pick on top of that, second and a fifth. It's funny because, like, if you throw in a second-round pick in the NBA, that is worth nothing. Rudy Gobert gets five first-round picks. Yeah. But then in the NFL, first-round picks, like, you got to be a guy to get a first-round pick for you. Like, you got to be mm-hmm. – it's just crazy, the difference, how yeah, much they're were, meaningful. Yeah, the, the rookie contracts versus the veteran contracts in those leagues are so different. <laughs> the, the value, it's, it's insane. Exactly, exactly. But – we're looking forward to the second half of this Bengals 2022 season. I hope you all did enjoy this uh, 2017 Boston Celtics versus 2015 Atlanta Hawks comparison. I hope that really gave you some Bengals insight. But uh, overall, I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast. Um, yeah, we enjoyed making it. This was episode 23. We're going to be sad on Sunday watching all these other teams. But uh, the Bengals will be back next week. And we'll have all of that covered for you. Be ready for the Reds offseason outlook video coming up next week and yeah, see you all then.